Welcome to the Movie Babies. I'm Devin. I'm Sean. And this is the Trailer Review Podcast. Boy, oh boy. Got a couple of hosts, guests, celebrity guest hosts chosen trailers, and we are going to dig into them. We have a returning or not returning celebrity guest. Uh, I always love how we... I'm here for the first time. <laughs> I love how we always pretend like you're not here, like the guest isn't here to introduce them. You are here. Your voice has been heard. I mean, nope. Noel Abbott is here. You are here, but I'll shut up. Please shut up. <laughs> this is kind of our thing right now. The intro is kind of my safe space. I'm going to eat some taffy. All right. Trailer Warrior, um, fellow Venomous Quali Orgy uh, participant. What else have we done together? You don't want to explain that one? Nah, no. I don't really get it in the context. Outlaws in law. Yeah, yeah. We've done a lot of fun, creative things with Noel. And he brought some with him some trailer picks today. Uh, we're going to be talking about The Equalizer 2. Denzel Washington as the next Jackie Don't Chan. steal my joke from later in the <laughs> thing that's going to get cut out. <laughs> and uh, Mortal Engines, the new Peter Jackson and Family book series run amok into the Hollywood meat grinder. But before we do that, Sean, yeah. we got a new review. Oh, hit us with it. Which is amazing since we haven't recorded an episode in like months. What is the likelihood that we are blood related or, <laughs> you know, have shared bodily fluids with this person? Well, we have shared bodily podcasting Pottily fluids. Pottily mm-hmm. fluids with this. It's another movie podcast. What? We're not the only one? <laughs> crushing crushing <laughs> news. There's more. This is the Internet Movie Database Journey podcast, or IMDB Journey. They're doing it all. They're going from... Are you saying it's the IMDBJ <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Don't yeah. let them change the review. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna take them all in, uh-huh. and then swallow them, and uh-huh. then spit out their knowledge mm-hmm. of what they thought. Mm-hmm. They're going from A to zebra, mm-hmm. one to Infinity. zebra. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I've listened to their podcast. It's it's surprisingly good. I'm sorry. What do they do? <laughs> they review every movie on the IMDb. Yeah, everyone in alphabetical order. No, I. I'm doing a bad job explaining Sorry. it. Sorry. Do you tell me what they really do? And then I'll make fun of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've created this uh, movie podcast that has these wheels on it and it fights <laughs> other movie podcasts. Can't do a callback to something we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> it's a call forward. <laughs> That joke That's foreshadowing. Be, yeah, okay, foreshadowing. <laughs> that joke's going to be funny. It's a call to adventure. Join us, won't you, on this nonsensical discussion. So they have that movie-based database journey, BJ mm-hmm. journey. They look at all the movies. Uh, there's like a top 150 or something that gets changed all the time. Right, okay. Yeah, Do we on, are we yeah. on the same page now? Yes. I want to say I listened to their show. It's good. There's good editing in it. There's mm. good conversation in it. I left them a review that was more glowing than what I'm doing right now. Gotcha. But I would check it out if you get a chance. Okay. They left us a review because, you know, if you go down. Yeah, you got to suck. Either. So wait, who uh, reciprocated first? Um, Did you send a review first? Yeah. I think it was like a 69 situation. We're all on each other. Mm-hmm. 
So they're from Australia. I forgot oh. to mention that. That's the best part. Cool. So I wonder what kind of car they would have in this mortal engine. Another callback. <laughs> Kangaroo City. You'll get that when you're older, kids. So their comment is five stars. If you're looking to expand your subgenres of movie podcasts, look no further than the movie babies. Sean and Devin review all the latest movie trailers, which makes for an enjoyable listen as everyone has access to these trailers so you can easily engage in their conversations. Cr- crickets, because no oh, one sorry. ever talks no, well, to... That's... No, that's the audience. Yeah, they yeah, never yeah, yeah. respond to us. Mm-hmm. I guess everyone agrees with our ideas. <laughs> they got to figure it out. <laughs> a fantastic idea for a podcast and one that has gotten a permanent subscription here. Ooh. I feel like... We haven't gotten any bad reviews yet. I mean, the bad reviews are the non-reviews, right? The people who are just like, why would I... I'm not wasting my time yet. But I often feel like the good reviews are just people that want to say bad things. And they know what's wrong with this podcast. They're they're just being extremely polite about it. And I don't think I want to live in that world. I think I'd rather just say that it sucks. Okay, well, so... I feel like I have encountered because I do more of the Twitter marketing, sure, sure, marketing yeah, yeah. quotation marks aspects of this podcast. Mm-hmm. There have been people who have been like, "Love the show, would love to have you on," and then just like crickets later, okay. like they just yeah, abandoned yeah, yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure those people, like, they quickly figured out, "Oh no, they're a." They're a bad podcast. Sure. Yeah, and 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 maybe just you know maybe figure it out that later. But you know maybe just lead with that. Like that's fine. That's what you're you just 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 review it badly. It's fine. Please, Sean, don't encourage one star reviews. I would rather it be a spectrum of 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 different viewpoints than people just being like those guys really know how to talk about trailers. We clearly don't. Like it's <laughs> well, I think what they touch on is. There's not much more people in the game. So comparatively, <laughs> we're doing a pretty good job. I guess so. When you compare us to us, like, you know what? We win every time. We win every time. But I do feel like we're going to get our first uh, one-star review, and it's going to be from you. Yeah, I'm, I've given us a one-star review. Well, we got a long show ahead of us. Why don't we jump into it? Let's jump into... First trailer, Equalizer 2. It's a mistake to go to war with them. They're highly trained. They're going to war with me. Who are you? Your father, your mommy just didn't tell you. I punish the guilty. If you're lucky, I'll give you the opportunity to do the right thing. Who are you, Jackie Chan? <laughs> Intro battle. Uh, yeah. He came prepared. Yeah. No, I didn't. Um, I'm trying to. I can tell from all the notes you took during this trailer. <laughs> I do not have a notebook. I have no pen in my hand. Uh, I was trying to come up with some like Alvin and the Chipmunks three, the Squeakalizer, but I couldn't. <laughs> That's good. But I couldn't like. Where does that come from? It's just a. It's, it's, it's comes a, from your heart. Nonsense. <laughs> okay. 
you I'm can, glad you that could, gets a pass. You could fade in with the Chipmunks theme song or something. Oh, see? Just cut straight no to connection. the pun. We got an editor at heart All over right. here. Well, well done. All right. No, what do you got? That hot shots. I don't have any squeakalizer puns. I wrote one down. You did? Yeah, so I'm just going to read it. Okay. We'll try to deliver it as naturally as possible. <clears throat> the Equalizer 2 is a less stakes version of Death Wish, where instead of killing his wife, they just kill his friend. And now he has to spread vigilante justice to the world while he obsessively checks his Fitbit. Yep. He lost 20 pounds. <laughs> Uh, my presentation of the Equalizer 2. Yeah, very good. Um, how, how, who would need to be murdered in your life to send you on a murder rampage? I would just be so sad. Yeah. I would just cry all the time. My first response would not be, I need to put on my hat. I need to put my on cabbie my, hat. my cabbie <laughs> hat. I need to put on my stomping boots. And I need to... Whip up some whoop ass. Mm. I would be whipping up some ice cream and cake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, self care, right? Self care first. <laughs> no, I'd say right now I don't have any like really intense enemies, but oh, I can I see. You were going to say <laughs> I don't, I don't care have... about <laughs> enough. Nobody. You... Yeah, no, no. I do, I do, but I don't have any enemies. Like that's the thing is, like if it, if it happened and it was just random, mm-hmm. I don't think you'd be able to. You like, what would you do about that if you didn't know who did it and you didn't know? Like, it would have to be very personal to go on this like rampage. I would think. Right. So that I could, I could maybe wrap my head around. Most murders happen by someone you know. Whoa. Yeah. I think that's a fact. Uh, yeah. Nine out of ten people are murdered by a, a fellow movie baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of us in this room is a murderer. <laughs> and I'm not judging, but I'm going to say it's the person with an alien shirt on. Why would you? Because that movie is very that. violent. Why Why do you think there's only one? Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. If you keep squeaking in your chair, there'll definitely be a murder. Um, and now it's a squeaky chair. We're in the studio today, and I'm not even. I don't actually know where we officially are. But that's not even a joke. We have real equipment, real microphones. This coming off of the episode where we were in a shop on the side of the road with one phone recording (laughs) four people. So this is an upgrade. And if we do have to go back to the phone backup, then we'll just cut this part out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you may or may not be hearing this right now. We, <laughs> we have no way of telling. And we'll probably not edit it out. And people are like, man, they got some really shitty equipment. Mm. It's been all this time. <laughs> it's great equipment. It's probably a shitty engineer uh, behind it all. So, um, but Noel, mm. um, we are in the studio, so to speak. So you want to tell us about the space we're in right now? Yeah, this is – it's called The Happy Place – and it's the happy place it is yeah um it's our office happy chap is the company that i founded with several friends a few years ago aaron apple chris palmer um, both of them have moved on to do other things and there's now other people with me doing the the happy chappery and um this is our our space we're downtown on cornwall right next to india grill 
and we're sitting in our conference room right now, which is like uh, what in the back. is this space? So it's for people who have a podcast and they want to come down and steal your equipment. You know, the great thing about having an office now mm-hmm. is that we just do whatever we want. And so, yeah, it was just like I was just at your house for the people who weren't there with mm-hmm. us. Um, I was just there. <laughs> and and the people who were there I, with us yeah. stopped what following were you doing? us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I realized that I didn't bring the sound recorder that I wanted to bring. And that was just kind of as a backup plan. I just thought, you know, maybe I'll bring one. No, no particular reason why. But then we talked about it. You guys said you would like to use a sound recorder. So then we just decided to come here. And now we're here. Fascinating stuff. So no. to answer your question, yeah, that's how we got here. Happy place is like a co-working office and then we rent it out for events. And so people can come here during the day, work on things and hopefully have more fun than they would by themselves at home. If they're a work at home person or um, in an office, if there's someone who works in an office and just wants to quit their job and go do their own thing. And well, so yeah, come on down to the happy place or go on a murdering rampage like the equalizer. If, could you base your government-aided assassination service out of the happy place? Well, we don't yet, but it is theoretically possible. Okay. There is a place for it. Okay. There is a space for it. Yeah. Nice. I could have one of these cubicles set up and just a, like a pay phone mm-hmm. where they're like, you got to go kill Hezbollah. Well, it's like a no questions asked thing. So okay, I cool. guess as far as we know, nobody's mm-hmm. doing that yet. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> it's not it's not exactly no questions asked, but it would be really easy to lie to us and just pretend to be <laughs> yeah. cool. And well, you could be a killer and we wouldn't even know. I mean, Denzel's doing that out of a lift. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Happy place. We're really gullible. <laughs> we take anyone. <laughs> Not anyone. We've had. We've had. We did oh, have to kick somebody done out. Some one background time. checks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's save that for the paywall. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, as I mentioned in my opener, mm-hmm. very reminiscent of Death Wish, which I want to remind our audience during the first annual Movies Trailer Award Show, mm-hmm. we voted Death Wish the worst trailer of the year. Yeah. Mm. Was it because of the color of the skin of the lead actor? <laughs> Maybe. A little reverse racism going on, on here. Really? Because Death Wish, have you seen that trailer, Noel? Is it a recent remake trailer? It's the remake. Yes. I Bruce haven't seen Willis. that one, no. Yeah. Oh, it's Bruce, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is killing Latinos, yeah. some blacks. I was so I think I off. did see this trailer in yeah. the theater. Yeah. I remember seeing that. I, I remember feeling the same thing. I was like, wait a minute. So it's a movie where Bruce Willis just goes around and like murders low-level criminals. Yes. And they're all people of color and just like, that's the story. And I went on a big rant about it, mm. but did not have that feelings during The Equalizer. No. no. It's called The Equalizer. Yeah. And it, <laughs> in some ways is the perhaps the antidote to Death Wish. There we go. He's like, you got a Death Wish? Well, I'm going to... Equalize it. <laughs> it's not necessarily that you're not for violent revenge movies. I guess not. I guess it's different when it's a black dude taking out rich white date rapists. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel better about that. Oh, yeah, I do too. I do too. That's kind of, I, I would hope that that would be kind of a, become a universal feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's that. got a great Star Trek, or yeah, Star Trek reference there right at the end. It does. Yeah. So we watched two trailers for this. If we can do some mental math, um, Monster Vision drive-in totals, uh, I believe there was some knife foo. Mm-hmm. There was 
some basic kung fu. There was teapot foo. Yes. There was yeah. like visa black card foo. Mm-hmm. There was cane foo. There was Glock foo. There was sniper rifle rifle foo. There was, there was getting ambushed while driving a lift and then somehow just stabbing the guy with his own knife foo. Yeah. Smoke bomb foo. Vehicular homicide foo. Five stars, Amy. <laughs> um, uh, Yelp foo. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, so this looks to be... What was the Liam Neeson series that was this, essentially? Taken. Taken. Okay, sorry, I forgot. He's in two that are like this, so... All these kind of blend together with me, like the John Wick. Mm-hmm. We have the... What's the Tom Cruise one? Jack Reacher. Mm-hmm. Solo dudes on a mission of just super violent repossession of taken people. Oh, there was just a Joaquin Phoenix one where he went around and beat child pornographers with a hammer. What? Yeah, it came to the Pickford. It was there for like a day. Whoa. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I can't remember what it was called, though. Oh, like, you never knew I was here or something like that. So, is it my understanding that, like, for every crime, there's a movie based off of, like, someone doing vigilante justice to those criminals? You hate child touchers? Uh Child diddlers? We'll we do. got a movie the for that. The Undiddler is on the case. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you hate rich white frat boys? Uh, the bro diddler. <laughs> the bro nader. Uh, there's something. The bro obliterator. Bro obliterator. <laughs> I got on the case. Credit Chris Patton for that pun because I, I think of obliterator puns. No, that's okay. I'm going to edit that out. So it's all you. It's all you. (laughs) Yeah, I think as long as you're pointing your uber violence in the right direction for like the the if as long as you're punching up Mm -hmm. in the world of vigilanteism, I think you're gonna. It's got to be for justice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, are you jaywalking? I'm Jay Karate Chopping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so definitely a limit. It's got to be a you know the the level of crime has to match the level of punishment for the movie to be satisfying yeah, to watch. That's true. So how do you uh, think the Equalizer does in that sense? No. Well, based on the trailers for the second one, mm-hmm. I'm I'm unsure of what to expect. But the reason why I wanted to talk about the Equalizer was because I really liked the first one. Okay. And at the in, in this movie, the first one that came out, they didn't actually ever indicate that there was going to be a sequel, but it just felt like they were setting him up to be this vigilante superhero character who's just some mysterious retired government assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the first movie, um, he's, he's not driving a lift. He's just working at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And he's just there... Um, and as the movie kind of builds, like he's he's working at the checkout stand and there's a robbery and this guy pulls a gun on the woman at the um, cash register and he like takes all the money out of the cash register and then makes her take off her wedding ring and give it to him. And she's like crying, like, not my wedding ring, not my wedding ring. And mm-hmm. um, Denzel is just like, no, here, give him the ring, give him the ring. Mm-hmm. He takes the ring, gives it to the guy. The guy leaves like, you know, crisis averted. Mm-hmm. Then... Dennis he equalizes. He, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, then he he um, he apparently tracks the guy down, kills him with a hammer that he borrowed from the hardware department at Home Depot, and then borrowed meaning he put it back. Afterwards. He put it back, oh, and that's what you see. Okay. You see him wipe it off, and then you see him hang it back on the rack for sale 
Um, and he gives, he like puts the ring back in her cash register. Mm-hmm. So she just opens it up and it's there. So and he's like, like, no, you misunderstood. It wasn't my ring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why did I you, stole it. Why did you do that? <laughs> anyway, he, he spends the whole movie kind of in this mysterious, like I'm helping people roll. And then it takes a very dark turn as terrorists show up in pursuit <laughs> of a little girl. And, um, Denzel has to basically kill the terrorists with more, Home Depot equipment that's just lying around. Wait, so he's... <laughs> I like it when they're committed to, like, a theme. Yeah, you know? like, I am the Home Depot fighter. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna depot your ass home. Right. He he does use some guns, but there's, like, like, like a, a whole sequence gun. of him using a nail gun there to hunt go. guys down, and then he, like, skewers somebody in the neck with, like, gardening shears and just, like, all these okay. so I, weird... I can't consider that home alone it no. right off the bat. Like, that's... That yes. you're doing it. Yeah. When you're using the, your surroundings, you're home alone it. Mm-hmm. Out of the park. Fantastic. Uh, Sean, have you seen the first Equalizer? I have not seen the first Equalizer. And I have not either. I was so... going to ask, is that also Antoine? Quay? I'm not sure. Yes, it is. It is. Same. Okay. And they have worked together in the past... Training Day and Training Day. Mm. He's also done the Magnificent Seven remake. Oh, that's right. He did King Arthur, and he's a black director. Right. So, Noel, I just want everyone to know Noel is nodding I'm, with approval. Yeah, <laughs> he, that, that's good to know. So, in this episode of The Equalizer, he's he's a Lyft driver. He's still writing common wrongs that he comes across. You graffiti that wall, I'm going to clean it up with a toothbrush. That's right. That was the one thing where I was like, come on, man. Like, that's somebody's art. Like, you know, <laughs> I understand it's your building, but it wasn't that bad of a tag, you know? Wait, time out. So the, the place where you were like, Let me draw so you saw the first one. He's like, oh, you stole a ring. I got to murder you with a hammer. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to break your nut in the most violent heads turning around in circles. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Erasing someone's graffiti art? Hold on, Denzel. <laughs> You're taking it back. too far. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's not murdering the graffiti artist, so you know it's it's okay. He can he can paint over it. I feel he, like in the Death Wish. Who am I to tell him that? Who am I to tell him what to do? Okay, so he's doing the community. He's writing the community wrongs, but he's also somehow subsidized by the government to go after. Well, maybe a train full of Muslim kidnappers and then additionally some like paramilitary task force that's also stolen a child or killed his partner. It's very confusing. The trailer for Equalizer 2 didn't quite make clear what the conflict is. And I'm wondering if it's like if it's going to be similar to the first movie where there were just these random kind of setup like vigilante acts. And then there's the big one. And it seemed like the big one in this trailer is his like his comrade being murdered and he needs to figure out who did it. And it sounds like there may be some kind of a conspiracy and he may be ex CIA, but it's not explicit. Mm -hmm. So interesting. So we get a little backstory maybe more so than in the first movie. I kind of wanted him speaking of like sticking to your occupation, like him just being the Lyft driver the whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, That was my favorite joke in the trailer. Of him getting the five stars to Amy. Yeah. Yeah. He was requesting that the bros give Amy five stars as a sex worker? No. Or him I five think stars he gave her a five star as a passenger. 
We didn't see what app he had open though. So That's yeah, true. wait. Oh, it was the so wait? The Lyft drivers can rate the passengers. Yeah. Oh, I, I think so. I yeah, you get passenger either. rated. Yeah. Just amongst other drivers, so they know not. Yeah. To pick so they up. when they're picking, the, they're they're looking at the rides to pick up, I mm-hmm. think, and then they're scrolling through, and it's like, oh, there's a ride over here, but they're a one star passenger. All the other drivers hate this passenger. I'm going to wait. Peed in the car yeah. or something. Sure. Okay. I love how much yeah. like more information you needed for that joke to land. Well, I didn't. It, <laughs> it didn't occur to me that that's how it would. I, what I as I was trying to be like, oh, yeah, that was funny because he, he beat up all the guys. Then he made him give him five stars. I was like, wait, he got five stars for beating them up or taking the girl home or she definitely bled all over the car. Yeah. So she doesn't get five stars like, <laughs> yeah. Who gets the five stars here? I think she does get the five stars. I think he's probably giving her five stars. And this is very like a it's a very weird joke, I'll be honest, because she's just been date raped, like, and now he's being even though he just like went and like completely destroyed her like date rapists, yeah. It's a little bit of a flippant joke to just make on the way out if that's yes. what he's like that's his thought about her. Very just like it's uh, insensitive, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I, yeah. Even still, I'm t- more negotiating the logistics of what, where, who, the A and the B of that joke, rather than it being at the expense of uh, someone who was just brutalized. Like I still don't quite make sense of what right the punchline yeah. is. There. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm rating this segment two stars. Yeah. What are, how many stars are there total? Two. There's two stars. Okay. It's a two out and of two stars. Them. Yeah. You got a star, I got a star. Okay. Um, uh, speaking of the humor of the trailer, it is is the first one like that too? Like there, like you mentioned, there's like a Spock joke, which kind of came out. There's of a lot field. of, yeah, a lot of just really weird one-liners followed by severe violent action. What do you, why do you think it's so important to have like – you know, Sylvester Stallone is Cobra. He's the most badass guy in the force, but he also is the most punniest, like, <laughs> one-liner dropping guy. Like, what's the lineage of the ass kicker who does, like, stick around at the end? Like, why that? I think that it's more about Hollywood trying to market a movie to a broader audience. And so it's not just the people who only want to see the violence. It's, like, people who can, like, hear a funny thing and then sit through the violence. It's a really weird know. place to stick a punchline to me. Yeah, I think it's for the audience in terms of tension, tension, violence, violence, and then you get some sort of relief because you get a laugh at the thing. And I think it mm-hmm. makes it funnier because you're even like, oh, thank God there's a joke there that I can like attach myself to. Okay, so you know we're led to believe potentially Denzel has ex-military... CIA training, something to make him an ass kicker. Mm-hmm. But he has this kind of like monkish sensibility of just like, hey, I'm just going to be an Uber driver. I'm just going to work at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live a simple life. I'm going to keep my head down. But I keep running into these fiascos where I have to like, even as a 60-year-old man, how old is he supposed to be? He looks he looks 60, so I'd okay. say 60. He's a 60 year old guy who's still got enough moves to like get it over on a room full of frat dudes, mm-hmm. get it over on a room full of fill in the blank. In like 15 seconds every time he times himself. He times 15 it. Let's seconds. get into that in a second. That's yeah. great. I'm glad you brought that up. But uh, in addition to these, these latent skills not going unsharpened from just constant vigilante work, freelance vigilante work, that he's also got this like Chappelle 
comedy timing of like, okay, I just kicked this guy's ass. My concentration was more so on how am I going to like one liner this, not to an audience, mind you, to myself. <laughs> and, 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 and why has that not become like so tired at this point that we haven't just kind of like, okay, let's get rid of this or, or, or at least play with it to the extent where like the guy's so badass and everything and he fights all the people. But then like, his one-liner is like awful or like he can't, he can never come up with the one-liner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like make it, put a little spin on it to make it a little more believable. My answer kind of ties in with the timing thing. He seems very obsessive about keeping track of the time. And I was like, is there some sort of like, is he on the spectrum? Okay. He's on, Could the, be. He's Could on be. the spectrum and he's like, okay, I only have this amount of time for this ass whooping. Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't like to go too much into this ass whooping. I got to time myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. But also, too, he doesn't realize that, you know, it's not appropriate to make a joke after you ass kick someone. Mm-hmm. And making it to yourself is not like, that's typically not how that works. So are all action heroes on the spectrum? <laughs> the the, what, the accountant be. came came uh, pretty close to being presenting that as like a hero that yeah, was yeah, supposed yeah. to be. But he didn't make a lot of one-liners. No, he very much kept yeah. his you, most of his dialogue to himself. Do you think in the new like DSM five or DSM six, I guess, autism is going to put it's going to say ass kicker? really good at making one-liners yeah it's like gonna that's part of that's the gonna make the diagnosis that's gonna make your the students you have to work with very dangerous <laughs> yeah. for you mm-hmm. yeah they're, they're already gonna... really dangerous <laughs> this is got slapped and crossed the face today so there you go yeah professor did he make a pun afterwards i think the pun is um just my wife you yeah. know yeah. got punished Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the time, the timing thing. Does he do it in the first one? Does he stop watching? He does stop watch every fight sequence in the first one. And is there ever a significance to it? Um, as I recall, it's more just a tick. It's just him. It's just like the way. It's like what gives him away as some kind of secret badass. Because there's nothing explicit for the first like half of the movie that he's got some. You know, is dark going, military past. Is he going for a PR? Like, what's yeah? You know, is he trying to beat a time? Do it we could ever be that. Notice, it could be like, that. I what know. The times are. You do see the times, but it's always different. It's not like they're always decreasing, but they're always really short. And it's like ten seconds, nineteen okay. seconds, twenty is seconds. Is he upset like, if it's like too? Yeah. Long? Is he ever like? Damn. I don't remember, but that sounds kind of familiar. There might be one where he. <laughs> He's like took him a while. You know what? That took me way too long. I was like sixty-three seconds. <laughs> I wonder if it's kind of a budget saving thing too. They're like, we have oh, we yeah. have the fight choreographer here for a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to make these a reason why these action sequences are going to be so short. I like to think that Denzel, since he's typically not in these type of movies, like he reluctantly agreed to do this film, but he's like, look, I got about three minutes of action stuff in me, and then. I'm calling it a day. My irritable bowels <laughs> kick in and yeah. I can't be doing this anymore. And so like the most efficient way for them to like keep track of that was like, oh, let's just put it in the script. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we'll just add up the time as we edit. <laughs> What's the likelihood that we'll ever get like some crossover between these vigilante heroes to kind of movie baby it where like the accountant yeah. and the equalizer and the taken guy kind of 
walk through each other's Marvel Universe backdrops a little bit. What if they're in this like big action movie where they're like hired by these people, but they're like very like spendable? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that. I want it to be them hired to kill each other, though. Oh, yeah. oh like a Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like that's really big right now in the video game world. What's that? Like Battle Royale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, you can speak of that. So you'd have like Bruce Willis fighting Sylvester Stallone, fighting Denzel Washington, fighting Jason Bourne, fighting Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Fighting. Who else would be in there? Uh, Van Damme. Van Damme. I guess all the martial arts. I mean, it is just the Spendables movie. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. All right. Never mind. We did. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there three Expendables movies? There's a bunch of oh, them. Man, they just keep making them. But they don't play their own characters. It's like all the actors together, and they're in new characters. What do we feel about Denzel? One as an action star. Two as an actor. And here's an interesting fact: he's done over 55 films and television shows. Mm-hmm. First sequel. Wow. Denzel. Oh, interesting. As an action hero, I love Denzel. I was so excited when I saw even that Equalizer 2 was happening just because I remember watching the first one and liking it so much and being like, they need more like this, like non gruff white bro action heroes. Mm-hmm. And like it can it can be really fun to have just a quiet old dude mm-hmm. working at Home Depot murder a bunch of terrorists. I don't know. And then say witty things. For me, that's yeah, it's entertaining. To, to speak of that too, when the guy's like you remind me of that other ass kicker, you know, Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, that's all we got, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the closest we can get yeah. to, like, a ass kicking black guy. Is like, oh, you're like Jackie Chan. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, shit. And so he's not a stranger to this type of, of film where he's, like, got to bring physical intensity, got to bring, like, acting intensity. But I like that. In this particular one, he's bringing more physical intensity, and then he's kind of like pulling back into like his kind of just smirking, like right? Kind of nodding Denzel kind of approach because that makes him seem way like when he goes off, it's pretty terrifying yeah. and like it's fun, but right. He, there's such a like uh, I don't know his his quiet interactions when he's just like being totally chill with yeah. people like at the neighborhood barbecue is just so terrifying because you know what he's capable of and yeah. he's like oh my god he's yeah. he's fooling everybody it's kind of unfortunate because like you see with like Idris Elba a lot like he's a big dude and they make him yell a lot in movies mm-hmm. and it kind of like plays pretty one note and I've seen him do way more capable things but he doesn't get to very often and like it's cool with Denzel to be able to be like okay I'm going to do action but I'm going to do it downplayed and like mm-hmm. I kind of wanted them to lean into him being like an old man more like kind of achy can't really get up in the morning old man. like yeah and he has like a cane mm-hmm. and he's like he's doing the time but it's like his heart monitor to <laughs> like check his blood pressure and stuff <laughs> and then he's just whipping ass and he's just very cranky yeah uh, he's just kind of more get off. He does. Suit, he does yeah. have that like very distinct element of old man scorn. Yeah. Like throughout the entire first movie, and it seems like still in the trailer for the second one, like he's just got that like, you young people just don't try hard enough. <laughs> uh, can we get one more Denzel impersonation, please? <laughs> that was a, that was not a Denzel impression. That was an old 
Who's that grump. guy? That's an old grump. Yeah. Well, who? Like who? It's probably more like Jack Nicholson. That's Jack. Okay, well, do like an old young, grump. young kids. <laughs> okay, now do you want as Denzel? No. I don't know. You got a right, Denzel? You, you passed the test. <laughs> <laughs> Never do a Denzel impression. Okay, well, here's my uh, Can You Movie Babies in. Mm-hmm. He reminds me kind of of Clint Eastwood, who kind of plays that same, I'm a grumpy old man, but watch out. I have a six-shooter in my pocket. Mm-hmm. So my pitch is grumpy it's- old man this. Grand Trino meets Equalizer. They're neighbors. They're neighbors. They're feuding. Yeah, yeah they hate each other. Yeah. But also, <laughs> they have kind of this common bond that they're both ass kickers. Except okay. Denzel's character is like a CIA agent, and Clint Eastwood just like fought in the Korean War. Like, Well, and he yeah. fought in that. Um, <laughs> we'll write some more backstory that okay, we, okay. That we yeah. didn't get. In no, the well, obviously, yeah. he's the man with no name. Like, that's his backstory. Yes. Yeah. He was. He uh, wandered the outlaw paradise. What is it? The Old West. Yeah, the outlaw oh, yeah. paradise. The gangsta's paradise. <laughs> <laughs> he spent his whole life Will hire Will Smith in it. to write a, <laughs> a spin-off of Gangster's Paradise called The Outlaw's Paradise. Been spending all my life. Why can't we just get Coolio to do it? Oh, yeah. Okay, Coolio. Come on down. I like this idea. Movie Baby and the Equalizer is a pretty easy yeah. thing to punch. Well, especially when you have such high-acting caliber actor like a Denzel. Yeah. Um, he can play anything. Oh, before we start rating this, I do want to touch upon one thing. And, Noel, I'm hoping maybe you will have some insight about this. Okay. Does he have a RoboCop eye? In that scene, you're referencing the scene where the camera zooms in on his eye and we see the reflection of the guy across it the It happens room. a couple times. Does it? But yeah, there's like they zoom in on his eye and then there's like kind of like a Robocop like reflection and him like figuring it out. Is he half cyborg? Is this a DC cyborg Justice League like tie in? You know, it's not impossible. However, I would say that it's probably more of a stylistic depiction of his extreme sensitivity to all details in his surrounding that enable him sensitivity another uh oh yeah there you go there you go that's what it is it's highlighting just how extremely aware he is of every single detail around him so that when it comes time to start his stopwatch he can just like kill everybody as fast as possible Mm -hmm. maybe as we movie babies all these action heroes uh part of that movie is them being kind of like assigned a place on the spectrum as, as well like that's i would love to if i had a little more time and knew how to do graphic arts well maybe i should hire the happy place people <laughs> i want yeah Too i want chart. i want a chart showing like where on the spectrum all of these ads and stars are and i'm saying this lovingly too because it would be nice to have some instead of like oh here's a character with autism we got to make them really sympathetic, right? We po- make- that poor mm. person. Yeah. What a tragedy they are. Or he's right. just like, oh, he's the Rain Man. He's going to count some toothpicks. Uh-huh. This one, he's throwing toothpicks in the bad guy's necks and blood squishing out. Make them in- depict them as murderers. That makes them more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a little bit more equal representation. I like it. I like it. I don't know. For me, I think that there's definitely something about. Movies about people with special abilities, superhero movies specifically, and also just like 
you know, people who are uh, like extreme geniuses at whatever they do, that they're always different from everybody else. And that there's this, I don't know, there's some kind of a message in there that you, you should embrace the people who are different from you because mm-hmm. they might be the ones who come in and kill Same all your ass. captives when <laughs> you're like, shit's about to hit the fan. Yeah. I would love to see more anti-bowling campaigns like that. Like, hey, yeah. don't pick on that kid. He might be your savior yeah. or he might be your killer. He <laughs> could just equalizer. fry you with his eyeballs. So don't do that. <laughs> he may be a mutant. Well, let's rate it. Let's rate this. Uh, okay. Noel, do you remember our rating system? No. Yeah. So a little backstory. Noel has been on this show before. What episode, Sean? On a Secret Lost episode due to, lo and behold, faulty audio on the first time we were trying out new microphones, much like this episode. Oh, what could possibly go wrong? (laughs) So not to jinx this, to re-reference what we had talked about when we had you on that time, we've got a three-tiered system, so it's pretty simple, but we complicate it Mm -hmm. beyond belief. Yep. So if you would like to take a pass on this movie, not interested, you're going to say, I love robots. If you're kind of half-heartedly interested in, uh, maybe one more trailer will sell you on it, or maybe it'll sell this movie down the river for you. You're in space with zombies, and if it's a definite going to see it based on these trailers, um, that's going to be like a lot. You want me to do this now? Yeah, do it now. I like it a lot. Okay. And I'm probably going to see it in theaters. Because it was a great date movie to see the first one, I go with my uh, girlfriend Elaine <laughs> to see movies every once in a while. And we saw The Equalizer on a date in the theater. And I don't know. She doesn't normally like action movies, but because it's Denzel, obviously, and because it's an old man just killing people and like using Home Depot equipment, yeah. um, she really liked it. So this is my ticket to go see another action movie as a date <laughs> yeah. movie. I think you found a winner. So I have to do it. Nice. I remember when that new Die Hard movie came out and they advertised it with a Valentine's Day release. Ooh. And I took my date to that. Mm, how'd that go? It was the most awful movie. Mm. <laughs> that movie is terrible. Yeah. yeah. He's like in Russian traffic for so long. <laughs> so uh, this might be the new king of uh, date movies. Not likely, but I see where you're going with that. The King of Day movies. <laughs> Equalizer 2. Sean, what about yourself? I'm going to rate it In Space with Zombies. I like the twist on the genre we're getting with a real A-list caliber actor. The twist that we're getting with the older representation of badassery. The blacker representation of badassery. It's... it's Still seems a little too in the line in the lines of mm-hmm. what these movies typically are, and I don't see it expanding past that. Like if he had a couple of other kind of personality ticks that were not so like, oh, he's just good at everything. Like mm-hmm. he just wants revenge, he, and he's a really good killer. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's it's kind of like we accept that too frequently as like that's our character. And I don't know. It's just like, you got such a great actor. What if he had something else going on? And maybe he does, but it just seems kind of. See, yeah, he would pull it off. Oh, absolutely. I'm saying it's more of a writing issue mm-hmm. than a than a actor issue or a director issue. Though I didn't like that last Magnificent Seven. No, it, that was a bad one. That was a bummer. And maybe action movies aren't his thing, but yeah, maybe they are. Equal, you like Equalizer, maybe this is going to be good. So I'm unsold. Sean, 
we may be in a similar position because I'm also giving it in space with zombies, which seems like my new like rating for all these trailers where it's like, well, I didn't really love it. Uh-huh. Didn't hate it. I guess I'm in the middle. There you go. And that's where I kind of fall on the place with this. I agree. Maybe not enough interesting new things. But also, like, these usually aren't my type of movies. I don't see a lot of, like, these type of revenge films. The only vigilante for my heart is the Batman. Mm-hmm. He doesn't kill anybody. He doesn't kill anybody. Yeah. That's more my vigilante justice. It's just you put him, like, you make him hurt a little bit, but then you, you put him in the Arkham. Yeah. And you yeah. tickle them and you torture them that way. Is that what they do there? I'm assuming Arkham Tickle Torture Asylum. What uh, would it take to to get you fully on the equalizer board? I'm happy you said that because that reminded me of my point I wanted to make. Mm. Have you guys seen Monk, the TV show? I know of it. I know mm. he's got some yeah, I, exceptional deduction powers, and he's like OCD, like hardcore. Okay. So the gimmick of the show is he's a PI. And he's going through the clues, but also since he's like a germaphobe and he has OCD, he's like flipping lights. He's like wiping his hands after everything. Mm. But also it's like cleverly written. It's a funny show. And so I, I kind of would love to see more. And again, not to keep making a joke out of it, but it, like being on the spectrum or like with Monk, like, being OCD and super sensitive, like, now we got some flaws and there's limitations to these, like, ultra-powerful characters. Mm -hmm. Makes it a little more interesting. Yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. Although, him being an old man may work in a similar way. Going senile in the middle of a battle. (laughs) Did I fight you already? Who are you, people? (laughs) Um, Do you... Did I do this, or were you like that when I came in? Are you, you bad? know, there it's was bad, a right? movie that like really explored that concept called "Retired Extremely Dangerous Red," okay, and it sucked. It was like Bruce That's Willis, a Bruce Willis one, right? yeah, Bruce yeah. Willis, and um, wait, this movie went to theaters. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was like ten years ago or yeah. something like that. Who else was in that? It was kind of like a wasn't Sigourney uh, Weaver, but there was like Morgan, a, Morgan Freeman might have been in it. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Here's another old man movie. The old man yeah. heist movie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Going Maybe out Morgan of style. Friedman should have been the equalizer. Like, equalizer oh, yeah. 2 is like 30 years later, 20 years later, whatever, and it's Morgan Freeman. No, okay. You Indiana Jones at Last Crusade. Okay. Morgan Fe- Freeman is Denzel Washington's dad. Good, good, good. <laughs> and he's like. He's coming on on the adventure, and it's like just pestering him the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correcting him, Just narrating it. Yeah, I like it. Do you also know that it was based off a 1980s TV show? What? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I did know that, but I didn't know it was a direct uh, connection to that. Yeah. And so to play us out, uh, Sean's going to do the theme song right. of that 1980s TV show. I guess it would just be called The Equalizer at that point. Uh, yep, it goes. Equalizer. When you got a couple components and you want to equalize them. Turn up the bass. Turn down the treble. Here comes a real rebel. 
Now it's equal. That was Equalizer 2. What is that? That is London. 60 minutes is all it took to bring humanity to the very brink of extinction. Mankind mobilized. A new age arose. The age of the great predator cities. Survival of the fastest. Wait, before we get there, yeah. I wanted to do a punch-up joke to the last segment where we did the song. Okay, go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> My fist plus your ass. <laughs> E equals me. Okay. Dun, 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 so dun, dun, dun. you are the equalizer. Yeah. And 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 so you're the equal sign in between that equation. It's not called. Not on, it's not fisting ass. It's kicking ass. <laughs> it was the eighties. Uh, different time. Different time. Okay. We get, good, like, you want to slate that one or? No, that one's great. Divided by my feet, my kicking feet. Equals. Now equals not sex stuff, no. but fighting one. Did that help it? Or uh, I I want to I want to throw in some kind of Jackie Chan, Blackie Chan, but I, <laughs> it's just not. You can't. No, you no. really can't. <laughs> Okay, so let's jump into this. Okay. okay. Intro battle. I get it. the city. <laughs> we built the city on. The movie Snowpiercer. I'm pretty sure they wrote yeah. this script with tracing paper over Snowpiercer. What in the fuck? It would, with coloring crayons. But there ain't no tracks in this one. They just drive that thing wherever they want they're off the rails they're out there gobbling up other snow piercers oh, man. here's my intro battle go ahead the film is set in a post-apocalyptic in a post-apocalyptic a post-apocalyptic did it first try quite, but okay <laughs> steampunk world mm -hmm. where entire cities have been mounted on wheels and motorized and mm. prey on one another and they eat, eat each other. Eat each the other. Cities eat the each cities other. Cities eat each other. That's not a joke. That's the actual film synopsis. So what happens? So like, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of things to talk about. So you start. If if <laughs> the cities are eating each other, what does that mean? First of all, does that mean okay. that like the city absorbs the other city, and then the people who live on the parent, like the predator city, then like they get soylent green. Like yeah, like yeah, food yeah. of the people that lived in that other city, and then the machine of the city, like I don't it gets soylent green of the You're the machine of the city. Post apocalyptic. <laughs> what are you missing here? <laughs> I think you're right. I think the cities, it's its kind of implied that they cannibalize each other. Are so we, that they're in direct competition for, to sustain themselves, they yeah. must consume the other. I'm which doesn't they're taking the resources. Yeah. Is, so are we in like a Mad Max Fury Road situation It's very here? Fury Road. Mm -hmm. It couldn't be more Fury Road. Well, 
while it does copy a lot from very Mad Max and the Snowpiercer, this is actually a series of books. And when the did these books come out? Of four novels. Because uh, I've never heard of them. So it can't be 2001 to 2006. Really? Four of these. <laughs> that was like prime steampunk, like yeah, Renaissance. Yeah, and kind of Gundam or not? What's the Gundam anime style. that the, the, that gal kind of has the mm. anime character with the red coat vibe? Little Red Riding Hood. Yep, she's back. Um, she's yeah, this is. Revenge. I should. I feel like I should be in the target market of like anime steampunk uh mm-hmm. metropolitan punk whatever the current incarnation is like i'm squarely in those crosshairs it doesn't work on me yeah. at all like, i never got into steampunk either and yeah it seems like it would definitely be up my alley right i guess so because it's like oh it's so imaginative it's so much design it's so much like mm-hmm. creation and like style there's terry gilliamness to it and yes. everything and it's like yeah, I guess I should like that. It is like the I guess it's like when you like you don't have crushes on people who have crushes on you first kind of situation. It's like mm. they're trying a little too hard, yeah. so you're like, oh, I guess so this may mm. mean I'm gonna pass on this. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a little yeah, a little it's trying creepy. It's trying too hard. What about you, Noel? You probably love it now that we've sat on it. No, I I think that there's no way. That this can be good. I don't know. Like, what? Not, but what about? Um, sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm. but like the steampunk in general. Oh, steam, like, the aesthetic of this movie. Yeah. I think that it works if I'm imagining it in my head. Mm-hmm. But then if I'm looking at like a CGI representation of it, I'm just like, no, <laughs> no, that's yeah. not. It looks so silly. <laughs> that must that's be like not possible. How the novels work, yeah, right? Yeah. Because like cities on wheels, and you're like. Whatever like gaps of logic that right. is, your imagination can kind of fill in those spaces. Makes it better. <laughs> but when you see it on screen, it's like, wait, what's happening? People that- decided to make it look this way. Is what yeah. you're saying? Oh boy, um, monster wonder- trucks with like thousands of people inside them. Yeah. Is there a period? Is there a generation of kids who went through a steampunk kid like? Sorry, steampunk phase, like we did, like goth phases. Oh, I'm sure there are. Yeah, yeah and they're like kind of embarrassed of it. Like yeah. their kids will find like their old Instagram <laughs> accounts when they were middle schoolers, and like, what's with this monocle and top hat with like a fucking go go yeah. gadget boxing glove coming out of the top why, of it? Why are you wearing a spaghetti colander on your head? <laughs> Goggles, just goggles, not prescription goggles. You have goggles on top of your goggles. Goggles in your wedding photo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's not a good. It's not a good look. But I and and again, it's like it seems like I should reward it with some kind of trophy for effort because it's so designy and so much goes into it. Well, it goes back to our continued discussion of. Transformer kids versus dinosaur kids. Yeah. And this is very much like Hot Wheels, Transformers, like robot stuff. And I was always more into the other stuff. But at the same time, it's not like high tech. It's like 
I don't know. Medium tech. Yeah, it's like they're climbing up these weird they look like it's like coal powered or something yeah. and like yeah. retro they're tech. climbing up these really giant tank treads to get into the building and then there's like gliders next to jets flying alongside each other just because they're in a squadron but they're i don't know i don't it's i mean it should appeal to like the same thing that made me sit and watch my friends play final fantasy video games for like every summer break Mm -hmm. ever mind you not play them but sit around and watch them play them uh because it's all that's all the same shit that's in there but i don't like it it is kind of final fantasy i was into that stuff yeah, yeah. why why is this what movie gives? not working on us you, you, do, do you remember that terry gilliam short i think it's in it's like in is it in front of time bandits or like uh brazil or something where it's oh, like the buildings, the buildings yeah. that are driving around mm-hmm. what the fuck was i that do about? remember that it's like office people they're pirates it's like pirate ships and it's offices and the workers are like shooting their their cabinet drawers at each other like their cannons (laughs) and like and they're just pirating around i don't remember it's not time anyway i've seen this before yeah or brazil time bandits yeah wild wild west has a very good scene involving a giant moving uh you know like (laughs) spider society of people just like across the desert oh okay gotcha the yeah. spider yeah yeah the big mechanical spider is that yeah. the same producer who forced that into that movie like coming back <laughs> uh, i'm gonna make my own book series about yeah. it so this is this is touted as being made by the people who made lord of the rings yeah, yeah, so we got like an all-star team here. It said Peter Jackson presents. So he's oh, he's got a production credit, he's got a writing credit. Right. So the director is a first-time director who did like art department stuff on the Lord of the Rings, on the Kong, right. like Peter Jackson verse stuff. I've seen one short film that this yes, director has made. It looked like kind of a festival circuit like very early mm-hmm. on kind of thing. I think it's called Theater. It's yes. about a musician who, uh, like, kind of like Robert Johnson styles, like, wants to be inspired. So he makes pals with this demon that lives in his apartment, and he feeds it the neighborhood pets until he finds out that uh, everybody in the neighborhood is doing this to like get their hopes and dreams to come true or whatever. And it was very like, you know, if the if a Trailer Wars crew got a nice camera one day, it's like mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty much the quality of it so right. i don't know if i got a lot of faith in this guy's <laughs> filming skills well and then we have the writers of peter jackson and fran walsh who did co-writing for lord of the rings the hobbit the frighteners is she did gotcha wow and then there's one other writing credit on this right there's one other writing credit i didn't even bother looking up okay i would do it now it usually a good not a good <clears throat> sign when you got that many people adapting Yeah, Peter Boyens. Okay. Oh, is that the author? Philippa Boyens, who also wrote... Oh, she was also a writer on all those things. Okay. So they must have been the three of them. Yeah. Hugo Weaving is the... Elf President of London? Some kind of... He's like the tyrant of London. Okay. He's... He caused the apocalypse? I don't think so. Okay. I, okay. I got the vibe that he's 
trying to find a way to control the entire, like he's an opportunist in the midst of the apocalypse. So right. he's trying to find a way to take advantage of the current state of affairs. He's got the biggest city that just gobbles up all the other cities and he's developing some awesome like purple lightning weapon. Okay. And he killed the main character. Okay. And yeah, let me stop for a second here. Our main gal uh, is Esther Shaw. Couldn't think of a more old lady name to give a character. <laughs> Couldn't think of a more steampunk name to give a character. Uh, she, her mother was killed by him. Yeah. Why, we don't know. But she's got secrets. She's mad about it. And only she's she can stop it. it. Yeah. She's going to... It doesn't matter if she gets away, like, if she, you know, falls off the London city. Like, right like, down the poop shoot. Hugo Weaving thing. is worried about this girl coming back. He thinks that she's somehow going to get through all of his security and stab him again. Yeah. And and she did stab him. Yeah. <gasps> he didn't die. Not in the heart, not in the head. <laughs> okay. This is the tummy. Right. Yeah. And then this other guy comes, not knowing the situation, saves Hugo, and yeah. then Pays she the tells price. him... Yeah, that hey, I'm I'm the good guy here because he killed my mommy. Yeah, I'm just trying to have some good. Old and then Hugo Weaving kicks that dude off be- just because he heard that. Yeah, he's like, "You're in it now, kid." And they kick him off the thing, and now they're traveling around on like Chippendale blimps and like <laughs> searching through the desert. It's Ishtar now, and trying Meeting to- all kinds of allies just up in the air. Yeah. yeah. So to uh, stage an attack on London, who are bad people for is some reason. Every vehicle a city. Well, they had small vehicles. We saw those little tiny, like the 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 basically glider jets. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yes, I think there was a giant flying city. There's at least one. There was a blimp, and then it looked like maybe a helicopter or like something with so weird whirly gigs okay. on it. Never have I seen a trailer that asks so much of you in such a short amount of time. Since Snowpiercer. <laughs> That's really, yeah, that was what really stuck with me about this one. There's a yeah. scene where one of the characters giving the exposition of like, oh, this is kind of like the rundown of what the movie's going to be mm-hmm. about. Kind of like in Jurassic World where Chris Pratt's like, "I got, we got to go to the island. You right. want me to save the dinosaurs and... All right, Calabunga, who's your boyfriend now? I hate him. That's, that's that. Good Pratt so, impression. Thank you. So we have that same scene here, but in a matter of like seconds, we get it took 60 minutes to bring humanity to the brink of est- extinction. Mm. Question, hands up. Yeah. Um, now? The age of the great predator cities arose. Uh, second hand is up. Predator cities. Predator cities. <laughs> Are we? Are that we? Doesn't to sound there like a good kind of city. I wouldn't want to hang out there. <laughs> it is now the survival of the fastest. So it's a Mario Kart. It's whichever city is the fastest. Is it like a hot lava game? You got to keep moving, or you you get burned up, or are there tremors? Are there? What, why do they got to move? I didn't see any tunneling cities. That could be an in- interesting oh, uh, yeah. plot twist, though. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I wish that. 
you know, like right now, YouTube is filled with we kind of with movie babies. We kind of like miss the bubble of like YouTube reaction of trailers, which sure. is people reacting. Mm. This is where I wish we did like a separate series of here's us reacting to the trailer because Sean, you were just in dismay. My mind was boggled. All of our <laughs> we're all this mouths agape, this like trying to take in this information. Yeah, it's like when a kid explains something to you, like the tangents that yeah. occur and like the nonlinear logic and like they get distracted by something and all of a sudden it's about that. Yeah, and then the city's going to mm-hmm. drive after the other city, but then when it catches it, it's going to eat it. And and I love that because like my students will do that sometimes, like I'll force them at guitar point to like sing me a song and they mm-hmm. often their imaginations will just run wild. And I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it makes me wonder if this author didn't just like, you know, pin down his child and just like, you tell me some weird shit. I'm going to make this into a movie <laughs> because it's just rattled off. And this, just like, uh, this is like a bedtime story from like just an absolute like frenetic person. Mm-hmm. Like when well, 2001 is probably like, kind of that height of like young adult books getting popular. She's like, I'm, mm-hmm. but my brain doesn't work like that kid. <laughs> give, me, give me the juice. Well, I do want to just break down some of these quotes. Go for it. Cause there's, I'm sure they violated the movie baby band list with at least a couple of these. Yeah. Well, one, I want to talk about the survival of the fastest thing. How does that, how does going fast help you in this world? Is it a wacky races situation? I didn't say wacky racists. I said wacky (laughs) races. Do you remember that Hanna-Barbera cartoon? Yeah. It was all the like Hong Kong fooey and like, you know, like all the uh, animated characters in a wacky race. So they all had a wacky vehicle and they were just constantly racing around the world. Yeah. The train would be different every, it was like a Mario Kart precursor. Yeah. Is this kind of like the testing grounds for our Mario Kart movie? Yeah. Yeah, they're just testing the waters to be like, how oh, eh, will they will they watch something drive for that long? They like Fury Road. Yeah, it's not wasted on the Nintendo property. The um, fastest city. Like, where are they going? That's the. I I almost wonder if it's like, and it doesn't make any sense. But the only thing I can think of is that there's like resources are so scarce that if you stay in one place, the other cities will come and raid you. And so all the cities decided to make their cities wield cities to escape the other cities but it would take so many resources to move your city around all the time that it doesn't make any sense a good offense is a good defense (laughs) just make the city in one place and build defenses around it but when you got a giant city like battering into your city yeah it's not gonna hold up but then you gotta stick and move because you can't just be running away because you need to consume the other cities right so the fact he doesn't fuck your fastness like you got to be the most like and just the idea that all of the cities would do this at the same time it's just like no <laughs> there would the just be one extinction. that would just so, drive around and eat all the other cities and they wouldn't have time to convert into big yeah trucks. they all yeah. had to come up with this idea yeah like, so it's like the screenwriting thing was like oh shit they're making a magic movie yeah well, we got to make a magic movie mm-hmm. it's like you hear this these are making a technodrome we got to make a technodrome <laughs> Oh, I hate it. Okay. The other quote from that exposition drop was, it took 60 minutes to bring humanity to extinction. What do we think happened there? Like a nuclear strike or something? 
but left it enough where well, all the big cities survived and then turned into machines. machines. I don't know. We're going to have to find out. A wizard did it. <laughs> uh, go on. All right. What else do we got here? This weapon can wipe out the largest city in the blink of a... We got a Death Star. Ah, We got a Death Star. Huh. Okay, so... uh, Okay. If the cities are already eating each other, okay, what's the benefit of building a weapon to just, like, destroy Destroy a city? Yeah, yeah, that's your food. That's what you're eating. Don't fuck with your food. Yeah, Yeah, you need the resources, but yeah, they created a Death Star to just demolish the city. Mm, I don't like it. It's it's Star Wars, not in space. Yeah, it's Star Wars. Earth Wars. It's Land Earth Wars. Wars. Yeah, the man who controls this controls the world. There's not much left in the world, first of all. So this guy, you can just like have. grasping at straws if he really like wants to find meaning in this post-apocalyptic world. Like he's not going to rule much if it's the apocalypse. It seems like a bad time to like have the desire to be a, the leader. Yeah. Like and yeah. when people are like really starving mm-hmm. and just like, you don't want to be the center of attention. No, that's how yeah. you get murdered. That's how you get yeah. stabbed. Like yeah. literally guy, <laughs> yeah. don't puppet government. Like don't be the man on the floor. <laughs> You're going to get stabbed by the hanky lady. Uh, well, speaking of this lady, what was her name? Esther, Esther Shaw. How can I forget? She lives at the Leopold. So, Dear old thing. Continuing her Star Wars theme, uh-huh. she has a secret. And her possibly her mom had some tie-ins to all of this. So that we kind of have like a family drama. Yeah. Is this kid she meets also going to be her brother? I want to put it past that. Mm-hmm. After becoming her boyfriend, <laughs> yeah, it's like we're Star Wars, but Super we go Star Wars. We go full incest. Yeah, we know what you people like. Yeah, they're step brothers, but they fuck. Um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Well, what do we think the secret is? What is the play here? Because here's what they said: only she can stop it, and once they go, they go in. There's no going back. And she has to do it. Mm. You have 24 hours to stop this roller city. Um, I think that she's got... I think all the people that live in the city are sold on this guy's bogus claim. And that she's got the intel to like change their minds. So that they will have like a city mold. Mm. You're like, she has like the one history book that's like... You know, in the old days, cities weren't on wheels. Yeah. Like, look, they're just in one spot, and look how well they did. Yeah. And they're like, oh, don't let that out. Is she his daughter, so she would get the throne if he died? or like You got a Game of Thrones situation. What is going on? Why is her face all mangled? Yeah, she has a scar. Yeah. So many questions. It, it almost feels like a... It's a Harry Potter, too. There's a weird, like... She's a lightning bolt on her? Yeah, yeah. Or, she's, or she has, like, magic? Or she's the chosen one? She's good at magic. She has a broom? Expand <laughs> <laughs> your idea here. What do you mean it's Harry Potter? It's just magical. All right. It's, it's touched it's you true. in a magical way. I get it. <laughs> what was I going to say? 
Oh, I, I feel like we need to touch. We got to talk about the grappling hooks. Okay. Yeah, okay. That yeah. is like a. <laughs> it is also if it's survival of the fastest, and you're already faster. Do you need the hooks? And like what? Do grappling hooks for giant city trucks. Are the grappling hooks to get the cloud cities? Like no, they were them using down? them to catch the ground city. Oh, At the right. beginning in one of the trailers, they were chasing the smaller city, and then they were shooting grappling hooks and then just pulling them into it's like a tractor beam is star it, wars well, to yeah. go back yeah, yeah go back to the star wars it's like it's basically shot the same way of this dude just watched star wars and he's like that's like, people like that movie or he played mortal Kombat, and he was like i like that scorpion guy he's on something <laughs> well but the visual over here <laughs> the visual style is of like the big emperor ship coming in tractor pulling like mm. you said the ship in and the doors closing. Mm. Even him, the uh, Esther and boy, <laughs> yeah. what's his name? We don't know. When they get kicked off the little drop in the, the thing, it, it's like the Star Wars falling down the big poop shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love Star Wars. But it's but it's from the directors the and one writers thing, of Lord of the Rings. There's no, there's no droids. At least from what I could tell. Yeah, yeah no robot. Probably will be. Maybe the maybe the other action. Maybe our equalizer lady is a robot. Mm, That's why she's so nice yeah, and cold. What is our feelings about Peter Jackson and his team? Because I really enjoyed that first Lord of the Rings series. I felt like they did like a fantastic job adapting it and making changes that made sense, but also kept the spirit of the books. Mm. And maybe they're doing that here too, but the books are this like when your material is only so at a certain level, yeah. yeah, you can't really raise it up too high. They could have just made so much money that at this point they're just like, fuck it. Yeah. We can make anything. What's a book series that hasn't been made in the movies yet? Yeah. (laughs) We'll make it into eight parts. The first movie will be Eight parts. Let's get a prediction. There's at least four stories. Do you think this film does well enough where the sequel that you know they already have planned? They didn't get through those uh, Divergent movies. It's going to be really embarrassing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Can you humor us and and tell us the titles of the other books? So Mortal Engine is the series or the first book? That's the first book. The series is the Mortal Engine's Quartet. Oh, um, we got you we got punks. 2001 Mortal Engines, 2003 Predators Gold. <laughs> <laughs> Word uh, soup. 2005 Infernal Devices, mm. and 2006 A Darkling Plane. Darkling. A dark. A- Darkling, like Darkling Duck. Okay. But this time, <laughs> a Darkwing plane? <laughs> but this An time it's a plane. P-L-A-I-N. Plane. If any... It's also been referred to as the Predator Cities Quartet or the Hunger City Chronicles. Hunger oh, City. Jesus. <laughs> Although the author has objected to those names. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <clears throat> no, 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 no. I object. It is um, the mortal engine. If your kid, if listeners, has somehow stumbled upon this book series and read all the way through them and and can break this down for us, um, one, 
flush your kid down the nearest toilet to uh, bring them on this show so they can explain in great kid detail this whole franchise to us because how do you get four books out of this rolling city idea? Do you mean flush the kids down the toilet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not they, the books. Okay. Right. Just get rid of your kid because you <laughs> fucked up. You, you manufactured this idiot. But like I, I need to know how they milk this for however many pages right. this is going to be. Also – is a prequel series what? called the Fever Crumb series. What? Crumb? The, yeah, and the main character's name is Fever Crumb. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Fever Crumb? It's like the uh, the goop that happens in your eyes when you have a fever. <laughs> what is a fever crumb? <laughs> uh, so this is presumably what happens prior to the apocalypse? The 60-minute yes. endeavor? Is, yes. The episode of 60 Minutes that caused the apocalypse. Does it say, is it easy to look mm. up right now what the apocalypse is? It's just referred to as the 60-minute war. So probably some kind of like completely devastating uh, hydrogen bomb scenario. I, there was like greenery and stuff too, right? They yeah. weren't just all desert plains, right? Like the, the terrains that they were kind of encountering. It did seem like there was yeah. some... Some foliage, pastoral areas. Yeah. I'm, try- I'm sorry, I'm not listening. I'm trying so hard to make a funny sex joke out of the 60 minute war. <laughs> it's just the 60 second war, and it's, there's a lot of casualties. I don't know. Like the semen that <laughs> didn't get made? Yeah, so the city uh-huh. is on a boat. Okay. Yeah, and the boat is shaped like my dick. Uh-huh. And it's the 60 seconds war, and the casualty are the seamen. Okay. And, I mean, this could get made. This this trailer has, has, has uh, evaporated your mind. You're now speaking <laughs> in gibberish words, much like the author. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get where he's at. Yeah. It does kind of seem like refrigerator magnet poetry a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, city. Car. Predator. City. Yes. Predators. Um, okay. Just so we have a full episode here, uh, if we were going to riff a YA series, um, <laughs> what do we got between the three of us? Like, you there pretty could be much. better than this. Yeah, or, or just be. Because better than, worse than. It could than, be, yeah. It could, it could be still be, made into a movie. Well, this proves that anything's acceptable. Yeah, memes. Uh, memes are hot. Uh, Fortnite. Apps are hot. Fortnite is apps. hot. Uh, uh, okay, so. So it's a Hunger Games scenario. Yeah, um, it's got to be something. Yeah. In that there's a competition. There's a competition. Okay, it's, it's like. Um, there's like a new kind of Pokemon Go type app. Oh yeah, where 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 you're collecting you, memes. Yeah, you got to go and collect memes. Or you have to make memes in real life, and then and then capture them and kind of like uh, copyright them. To it's like it's like a currency of like great art. Like the new Basquiat yeah. is just this kid who's running around and like uh, flipping off the White House and taking a picture of it, and then boom, it's like. Right. Got a funny caption, and then he's like a celebrity. But 
Yeah. What they don't tell anybody is that the secondary purpose of this app is to actually create the ultimate AI brain. And it's the users that are generating all the mm. material that's going to feed this collective consciousness. So now we have some social commentary going yeah. on. Okay. So you, you what what you need to do as the main character is delete the app. You got to stop. You got to mm. you got to you gotta stop this feeding into this nonsense. But it's the only way that you can get your message out. Mm-hmm. So you got to hack the system. Mm-hmm. So he goes rogue and starts. He writes a book. No, you can't write a book. People don't read. <laughs> he writes a meme. <laughs> he writes a book in the meme language. Maybe he has to track down the top influencers and convince them of the greater conspiracy because they're the only ones whose combined power can sway the collective like user base uh, okay. as a whole. Okay. Mm. Or maybe they're trying to turn him into the the mogul of it all. Oh yeah. And and uh, the pressure of it kind of them building him up and be like, hey, you can be with us. You can hang out with like um little Dippa and like mm-hmm. the whole crew. Uh you just gotta keep taking those pictures. Yep. Uh and it's a moral dilemma. Yes. And then a spaceship crashes down to Earth with really powerful monsters who are good at basketball and they must <laughs> challenge the corporations uh-huh. to a winner takes all basketball game. Mm-hmm. And everybody's shoes are rockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all eat ice cream pizza. Uh-huh. And uh Man, it's even hard to just like think yeah. of random yeah. things and put I, them together. Listening yeah. to your talk, I was like, I kind of have respect for this. Yeah, dude this guy kind of nailed it, didn't he? <laughs> Shit. All right, all right. We have no room to talk now. We tried. We tried for three minutes, and we didn't come up with much. So yeah, you know, Although, it's okay. He, when I was a kid, I did make a story called like Bad Boy Basketball Association. They had like rocket packs. And like it was just like what made them bad boys? They, oh, you could fight in it. That was like the uh, rule. Mm-hmm. It's basically when I was a kid, I made a story about the XFL if it was basketball, nice. and mm-hmm. you had rocket packs. Excellent. That could be a movie. Yeah. So I think it is. You just got to find a kid and like shake them their, for ideas. Maybe that's the movie. Is it's kind of like Minority Report where mm-hmm. they get the seers who can like see yeah. the crimes mm. it's just a society where they get a bunch of children and like use their brains for like big budget movie uh, ideas oh okay you mean mm. for our movie, for our franchise yes so yes. the reason why they're chasing this kid down is to suck his brain for all his cool kid ideas yeah they're like oh my god you have the dumbest ideas we need, we need that. those and he's like what do i do do i sell out my dumbass ideas or do i what is that why he's so good at memes, or have we moved past the memes? I guess so. He's got to somehow bring memes back to their pure uh, oh, state of yeah. of just being. Yeah, he's got to do the graffiti of memes. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just there. It's present. Mm-hmm. He's got to do some kind of like they live. Like I, I got to bring yeah. I got to bring back memes to what they mean <laughs> to what they mean. <laughs> Uh, and I don't want to be mean, but 
You know what I mean. But you know what I mean. Uh, he's he's like, we're all memes. You're a meme, and you're a meme. And this right now, what I'm Me saying is a meme. meme. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, such a dumb, dumb, dumb thing. Okay, let's read it. <laughs> no, I definitely I think it's in space with robots. Like I, I'm not convinced that I would ever want to watch this. Yeah. But and you don't hate it. I want. I want to. I want to read about it. I want when it comes out. I want to know. No, you can oh, read about it now. There's like four books. <laughs> What's the? Books. I like robots. The mid one or the shit. That's one? the middle one. Oh, in space no. with zombies. In space with oh zombies. God. That's it. In that's space with zombies is the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's the medium. I'd rather be there. Just like I, I want to hear what people have to say about it, but mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to watch it. Do you think what would sell you on it is convoluting it more or distilling it down to just if, one idea? If, if it comes out and people are talking so much shit that it's just like outrageous, I would go watch it out of curiosity. It almost looks like it could be Battlefield Earth. Yeah, or like Waterworld or yeah. just like something that's so bad that you just well, have to watch it just to know. Did you see Snowpiercer? Yeah. Okay. And, and that was so like that was just yeah garbagey. Like yeah. how – not only did it just seem like everybody was the victim of like not being on the same page uh, department wise, mm-hmm. but like um, what was trying to be achieved was nonsense. It was nonsense. And I watched that by accident. I think mm-hmm. it came up on Netflix when I was sick and I turned it on and started watching it. And then I got more and more confused. And then by the end, I was like furious. Yeah. And I was All like, right, well, okay. I- <clears throat> I don't hate that movie as much as you two. I en- I enjoyed it. I did not enjoy the ending of that film, where it's like spoilers to Snowpiercer. Yeah, children are the train. What's like Ch- the train is eating children the, or the, something? The, the the train was children the whole time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So either they got to go full tilt, like let's out Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer. But mm-hmm. it's and I think they're not going to do that because this is probably written well before that was even conceived as an idea. Like if Snowpiercer mm. is the ripoff of this, yeah. oh boy. What's going to happen with <laughs> Mortal Engines? The the Curse of Curly's Gold. What was the second one called? Predator's Gold. Predator's Gold. <laughs> yeah. Fucking <laughs> Don't let your kids read a book called Predator's no, Gold. No. It reminds me a little bit of like that Howl's Moving Castle Miyazaki film, mm. the animated one, where it's like some dude's house on here, like traveling around the world and he meets like wacky characters. Yeah. I almost feel like this needs to be like an animated, like CGI kids film. If it was and animated, it, it million, wouldn't be as annoying. And it would be a million dollars, yeah. Well, okay, so we've had this conversation before. I think we were talking about it on the episode. Uh, that we talked about Ghost in the Shell like that Akira live action movie that's Mm -hmm. been bounced between like Leonardo DiCaprio and like everybody's had their hands on it at one point it's still not being made like is really the main reason this isn't being made because like anime don't make good live action like probably right it's probably harder for sure it's like it's already this kind of niche thing where either you're into it or you're not into it but like to try to translate it to like, no, it's a real person wearing that funny hat. No, it's a real person dragging around that sword that's like three times their size. Like, I want to hear that elevator pitch for this Mortal Engines movie being made. <laughs> I 
mean, I don't, I don't think you could. That's the longest elevator ride in the history, right? Okay, so you've seen <laughs> Wild Wild West, all right? <laughs> you know that scene with uh, giant spiders. I just don't know how anyone involved with this went. Oh yeah, people this people need to this. see this movie. Yeah. Yes, this makes sense as a follow up to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know what? You know what? The good alternative to having all those movies where the monsters destroy the cities. Let's have the cities <laughs> drive around. That would have been more interesting if the cities were hunting monsters. <laughs> like, okay, that's my new pitch to make yeah. it better. The sixty-minute thing is just giant like monsters that were attacking the cities, mm-hmm. and they're like, shit. We gotta just move the city away from them, or we're gonna get hunted. Yeah, and build it into a formidable like truck of some kind that we can ram into the monsters yeah. and run them over. Yeah, <laughs> this is almost at like Twisted uh, Metal, the old PlayStation game levels, mm-hmm. where yeah, mm-hmm. you just weaponize the cities. God damn it! Yeah. First we're weaponizing dinosaurs, and now we're weaponizing <laughs> cities on wheels. On wheels. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I'm also giving it in space with zombies. I don't hate it because I I do like this crew. I still believe – I want to believe, like in Harvey Dent, I want to believe in Peter Jackson here. (laughs) What has he done for you lately? But I'm afraid, like, yeah, like he's going to turn in the two-face here and I'm going to get the other side and Mm -hmm. get, like, more of this Hobbit trilogy, more of this, like, no, where's my – was the old PJ? He's dead. City consumed him. If no, you make too much money, somewhere. then you can't care as much as you used to. Or like, you just you can't. I don't know. I'd like to think that it was him and Guillermo del Toro, and they were like, "I bet you can't make this movie." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking watch me hold my hold my shoes. I mean, that's that's a legit reason because. Especially like Lord of the Rings, I think, was one of those books where they're like, you can never make this into a movie. There's just like, it's too dense. There's too much Mm. in there. It will never work as a film. And so once you kind of like grand slam that, it's like, where do you go from there? Give me some James Joyce. I'm going to make the shit out of that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That would be that would be funny to me. I would I would give it in space with zombies with if that was the case. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna give it I love robots. Uh because it's it stinks. It's bad. Is there any chance it might be good? I think this it being bad good, right? If it becomes bad good, but I yeah. I I I don't know. Like you know, it looks generic bad. The dialogue is very... It's just like a divergent or whatever. Hunger Games kind of just like, you're the chosen one, you got to do the thing, blah, blah, blah. It's all on your shoulders. Like, I I don't know. Like, I've got enough of these. If it just went full tilt, garbage pail kid, like, nonsense movie, yeah, but it wouldn't have the budget and it wouldn't have the people. So Mm -hmm. we're going to get stuck with something that's just kind of this big... It's going to be, you know, uh, remember the French uh, graphic novel that they made into a movie last year with the the kids with the eyebrows? Uh, reviewed it. Hey Arnold? Nope. Uh, it's um, got uh, the model and the kid from... Um, Frida? 
She has eyebrows. <laughs> She's French. Valerian. Valerian oh, in the city yeah. of a thousand engines. Mm-hmm. It's look. It's like it's gonna be Valerian. Yeah. And did you see Valerian? I, I haven't seen that Punishing. one. Punishing. Yeah. Really brutal. Do you think, like Peter Jackson and crew, when I saw that movie, and like we made a big mistake? Uh, I don't like, and that's why they are making this movie. Well, no, because at that point, I'm assuming they're already so far into production. Mm. They're like, there's no backing out. Well, look how bad this movie was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, I'd like. I'd like. I don't know. Maybe I just want to watch the world burn. But I'd like to see him make a movie that just cripples him back to having to make backyard quality horror movies. Yeah, I think that would be the Peter Jackson that I want to see. And I don't wish him any ill anything but like i knew i think we need to take away his toys and make him have to uh work hard yeah i'm getting like a i don't know like i don't know enough about the the whole crew but i'm getting like a weird like there were some deals made for this movie that were just like yeah you're my friend you can do this Mm. you know like i'm not really gonna investigate this concept too thoroughly like you've been working for us a long time. You've earned your chance to just do whatever you want. Sure. And that it's it's probably there's there's something like that. You know, historically not a good move. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I guess you got to start somewhere. So whatever. I hope this doesn't tank this guy's career. But it should have been a video game. Make it Mortal Kombat, Mortal Engines, where you pick your country. Yeah. It's like Street Fighter where you could pick like Guile, <laughs> USA, E Honda, Japan. And this one, it's the same thing, but your fighter is just a city. The city fights for you. Yep. Sure. And well, that was Mortal Engines, not a video game. Toasty! That's the episode. Mm, that's good, happy. <laughs> no, you suffered through a long one with us. You let us have your equipment and your space. And it looks like you're kind of regretting that now. Mm-hmm. No, I disagree. I, okay. I don't regret it. This has been a very enjoyable experience. And, you know, it's my second time through. I know the first one, you know, we, we couldn't use because I said all those horrible things. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to have to well, explain that to your you mother. Know, hopefully everything came out lucid. And mm-hmm. the commentary is going to help people decide whether or not they want to check out the trailers before they go and check out a movie eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say you were clearly the most coherent of the three of us tonight. Well done. Thanks for coming. But yeah. before we leave, we have a new, I guess it's not that new anymore. We have a segment called Fantastic Films and Where to Find Them. Oh, yeah. Because have you heard of Film is Truth? I have. Yep. It's a local video store here in Bellingham. Last one. It's the last of its kind. You can visit it even if you don't live here because they have a website, filmistruth.com. That might not be right. <laughs> I checked it. Okay. <laughs> they are filmistruth.com wow. and filmistruth.org. They got them both. Well they got them both locked down, but they're a nonprofit. If you don't want a post-apocalyptic Blockbuster, Film is Truth, Crazy like a, Mike's. Like a mobile. All on wheels, uh-huh. fighting each other. Uh-huh. You know, you can give generously to Film is Truth. Yeah. <laughs> but a new thing we like to do here is have our celebrity guests recommend a movie to go rent at 
film is true. So with all that said, Noel, uh, do you have a film to recommend? So when you – I'm going to spoil your behind-the-scenes discussion. When you yeah. asked me to pick a movie a moment ago so that I would come prepared, <laughs> yeah. um, I thought of one. And then while you were narrating this, um, this segment, I realized that it would have to be one that they could actually go rent at Film is Truth. So the one that I thought of might not actually apply. Oh, I still want to give it a, a shout out, though, and then I'll have another one that they can rent. Perfect. The first one is called First Match. And that was the first one that came to mind. I just watched it recently. It's on Netflix. And it's... That's... Actually, the opposite of what yeah, we're we trying to accomplish say here. The N word. I know, I know, I know. Podcast. But it's a great movie. The, that's the first reason why we had to throw out your episode. I know, I know. <laughs> this one, though, if you don't have Netflix, don't buy it to watch this. But you should, you should look for it when it's available on on DVD somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, about a girl who is like living a very troubled life. She has been going through foster care her dad's been in prison Mm -hmm. um she's black she lives in um in inner city neighborhood and she's just trying to like get through high school bouncing between foster homes and it's very like it's very believable the way it's produced everything just feels like you're right there in her life Mm -hmm. and what it turns into is a wrestling and then an MMA movie. And what? she I was, I was goes like, whoa, through. no, your sense of taste is like really blowing no, no, no. my mind right you now. You got to watch it because for a wrestling and MMA movie, it is like the most spiritual experience you have. It's like the, a really emotional movie. Her dad gets out of prison and pseudo coaches her in wrestling, although her wrestling coach doesn't like her dad. Mm. And she – like goes on to be the leading wrestler on the team. And then her dad, in order to help her raise or in order to raise money, he enlists her to help him by fighting underground in these cage matches and trains her to do that so that they can take the money that she earns and like go move and buy a restaurant and live together again. So it's like got this really emotional component and it's a, a young woman who is the protagonist and she's just kicking a lot of ass. And I don't know. Maybe I'm drawn to violent movies, but for a, yeah. a violent movie, this one's like really um, a, a really meaningful story. And it's awesome. called First Match. It's on Netflix. Don't watch it on Netflix. Go and watch this next movie. <laughs> Rent it from Film is Truth, because, please. Because Netflix, you, it's just like so like. They might touch your soul, but what the fuck is they're, that? They're yeah, stealing yeah. your data. Yeah, well, so like, the thing is. They've got so much money that they can just throw a hundred grand to these like independent projects that mm-hmm. have like really inspirational people behind them. But um, they're just doing that in mass. Yeah. Um, go go to yeah. a video, a real brick and mortar video store, and rent a movie by someone who sexually molested someone that they're related to. Get like a Woody Allen movie or something. Right. I thought you were talking about the people who worked there. <laughs> I was like. Don't sit. That's not <laughs> Don't blow up their spot on sponsorship's that. gonna evaporate, man. Um, before uh, we get yeah, off track, go, well, go, the no, movie, yeah. the movie that I think people should rent. Um, I hope they have it at Film Truth. I haven't rented it there, but it's called Monsieur Hulot's Holiday. It's a French movie. I don't even think that's a real movie. No. It's it's called Monsieur Hulot's Holiday. <laughs> This is just a what? This is just a movie that Noel made in this happy place, and he's trying to like get it to put in. It's not in their books, true. but if you look on a certain shelf, it yeah. has been slipped in. Um, <laughs> no, it's actually uh, it's um, Jacques Tati, 
is oh, a French course. actor, and it's kind of a, it's like not a silent movie, but there's no real dialogue. So it's like there's so it's like, like a movie baby podcast. <laughs> there's things happening, but there's very little dialogue, and it's just kind of like slapstick humor from I don't know, like the fifties. It's black and white, and it's French, and it's this guy going on vacation, and he's just kind of like. It's like it's almost like Mr. Bean, only mm-hmm. not as over the top and annoying. It's just like really weird, subtle French slapstick. And it's very bizarre scenarios. And it's a perfect thing to watch on like a rainy day if you're bored and um, you just want something that's like kind of like the movie equivalent of watching a cute cat video or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Well, if they don't have it at Film is Truth, I know you can go there and recommend movies for mm-hmm. them to pick up. So go it there. It's Jacques Tati, and I think it's it's a it's a well known like of of the fifties French era. Well, if they don't have it and they have to like special order this and it's like fifty dollars and you're the reason why oh, yeah. Film is Truth goes out of business, I just want sure. like that to be put on you. Yeah. I need my hands clean of this. <laughs> I, I need those free rentals. <laughs> You don't. Um, uh, thanks for listening this long, and uh, thanks for rating and reviewing yeah. or whatever. That's our thanks for not recording an episode in so long, is that we're just going to make them way longer. Oh, okay. We can edit less. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on this movie baby journey. That's a callback to the Internet Movie Database journey. Wow, okay. Thank you for say so. So this is the MBJ. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a blowjob from a baby, though, so I don't want to advertise it that way. All right. Well, now we're going to get an equalizer after us. Jail now. <laughs> uh, you can check us out on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. We also have a website moviebabies.com and Sean yeah when you don't have time to watch a two minute trailer not doing this for you that's my that's my Denzel that's your Denzel not doing this for you no, what is he, New York what does he say in um, training day you do have a dick right <laughs> in between your legs there's a dick on either side of your dick there's pockets reach into your pocket grab your money pay the bill Okay, now <laughs> okay, now I do one. Okay, uh, what is the end? Hey, I gotta make this fence. I need to make a fence here. That's from fences. <laughs> and that's the movie, babies. <laughs> <laughs>